Welcome to Rooting For You, a seasonal gardening podcast for non-experts. I'm Tess and I know nothing. And I'm Elise and I know some things. Each week we'll chat about one gardening topic and then discuss the effort reward payoff by asking, is the juice worth the squeeze? Just a heads up, there might be a bit of swearing in this episode. You've been warned. Today is a fun episode because we're talking about brand new garden beds and why to put them in now and what to do with them to get them ready for spring. But my first question is, why should we put a brand new garden bed in now? And if we do, we've just been talking about all these fabulous autumn and winter crops. So why not get started planting with those? Everyone who gets started gardening puts in a certain amount of garden beds and they think, oh, this is all the space I need to grow my veggies. And then you become addicted and all of a sudden you keep adding little garden, little and big garden beds everywhere you can fit them in. I still, after all these years, probably once a year, find a new spot <laughs> to put another garden bed. Now, as you said... There are so many great things to grow in winter. And one of the biggest things that I'm a firm believer of is no empty beds Mm -hmm. going around. We've we've covered off on that. But having said that, what really puts me off setting up a new garden bed is the garden bed itself. Cool. I'll go buy some 20 buck raised garden bed, build it in a heartbeat, happy as a pig. But the thought of going and buying, I don't know, 100 bucks worth of soil and then carting it all home, ah. getting it into the garden bed, that really puts me off. That's actually the part of this whole process that I'm just like, I'm, I'm not up for it. I don't, I don't want to spend the money. And, and the just, effort. And the effort. That the sounds effort. rubbish. I think it is rubbish, frankly. We have spoken about having a wheelbarrow or one of your the wheelie things that you mm. can put your kids in going to the beach. <laughs> but even with one of those, right? Like a small garden bed, it's amazing how much potting mix it yeah, can need. Yeah, a lot. A lot. So between money and effort, it's all too hard. And then it's like you've got the plastic bags or the potting mix coming in, which as far as environmentally, it just makes me a little unhappy. So this is what I do when I set up a new garden bed. So you're telling me that if we put in this garden bed in autumn, there's a way to avoid this massive soil transplant? There is. And it's free and it couldn't be easier. This is like gardening for lazy people. (laughs) Free and easy. We love. (laughs) Exactly. Now, you can do this any time of year. I don't want you to listen and think, oh, well, I'm going to wait, you know, a whole nother year to do it. You can do it any time of year. But the reason I like doing it in autumn is twofold. One, you start it now. It'll be ready for planting in spring. And spring is the funnest time to plant. There's no Mm -hmm. debating that. So it times up well with our annual cycle of the garden. The second reason why I love doing it in autumn is autumn leaves are a really great tool for this. They come in really handy and they are plentiful at the moment. So by picking, by doing it now, we can take, we can take advantage of that free garden resource. Do you know, there's so funny, that's so funny about the autumn leaves. There's this street that I drive down, like a main road to get to my house that has those big canopy and they mm. are all dropping at the moment mm-hmm. i look at them in a different way i'm yeah. like oh good for the garden <laughs> <laughs> absolutely god better come down here with my garbage bag <laughs> so can do it all times but now's my pick so let's shall we just crack on with how we're doing this yeah let's get into it okay so firstly you've got to get your raised garden bed mm-hmm. do that on your own 
that may yeah. cost you so money. So you're off to the nursery. Off to the nursery, build one out of bricks. I don't know what you're doing, but you've got to raise garden bed. You're at the point where you're filling it. What we are effectively going to do is we're going to turn the garden bed into a compost heap and let it compost in situ. Ah. And then by the time spring comes, it's ready. Now, the other thing I love about this, though, is I don't go into it saying, okay, today I'm going to put everything in this garden bed, right? That Like all the things I want to compost down. Mm -hmm. Over the next few months, as I produce compostable waste, so my kitchen scraps, as I read the newspaper, as I finish a toilet roll. But even like we just pulled out our tomatoes, Mm. if you had have been a little bit earlier... Chuck them in. Put them in. Put them okay. in. So everything that you get your hands on that's compostable in the garden, big and small, exactly as Tess just said, the old spent tomato plants, all those things, just chuck them in this garden bed. Just chuck them in. Do you think that if you're just putting your kitchen waste in, mm. you might attract possums, neighbourhood cats, foxes, those types of things into your garden? I did wonder about this. One of the maybe this is another thing I should have said earlier. Rats at this <laughs> <laughs> rats. Uh, I find that the pest population, in particular the rats and mice, don't seem to be as active in winter. Oh yeah. So I would suggest if we tried the same approach in summer, mm-hmm. we might not you have a family of rats. We might have a family of rats pretty mm-hmm. soon. When I add my food scraps, and this is probably just aesthetics because it's really not doing much, I then usually just put some autumn leaves over the top. Yeah, okay. So you're not like seeing the ugliness of it. And maybe that also... Yeah, but like layering it in, that makes sense. That's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, we're layering it in. And the other thing with having the food scraps there is then the worms, and we said this like back in season one, like build it and they will come. Like the worms are just going to find their way into that garden bed yeah so we're using an open bottom garden bed here yeah if so not you'd have to you have to introduce the worms if you're using a closed bottom or effectively a pot of any size <laughs> yeah. uh this system isn't going to be as good because you're not going to get the natural inhabitants of the soil coming mm-hmm. up but you still can do it okay i just don't think it's going to be as fast or as effective open bottom brilliant mm-hmm so how this looks in reality is I build the bed. I, What I actually usually put on the bottom is cardboard. So say I've got, you know, a delivery. I've then got a box. Mm-hmm. I'll just yep. cut that flat, put that on the bottom. That's a good start. And then, you know, cook some dinner, got some food scraps, chuck those on. The other next time I might be pulling out any spent crops, tomatoes for starters, of course, my old pumpkin vines. Mm-hmm. Give them a bit of a chop, put them in the bottom. And because the things on the bottom right they're going to take much longer to like if it takes them much longer to break down it's not actually a problem yeah so if you've got these big stalks of a tomato if they're still not broken down in six months if they were the bottom of the garden bed it's not a problem i wouldn't be layering them on the top Mm. but you can layer them on the bottom then you read the newspaper finish the newspaper rip that up chuck that in Mm -hmm. or your electricity bills that we've spoken about before exactly anything paper (laughs) go for it if you've got animals, like absolutely, put some shit in of theirs. Mm-hmm. Go around, I go around to the alpacas, scoop some up. You may not have alpacas, probably not, but your neighbor's kids might have guinea pigs or you might go on a day trip 
to get the, down country, to the country and see, the horse see a poop bag of horse poop. Of yeah. Grab that, chuck that in. Do a few layers of autumn leaves when you feel so inclined, especially if you want it to look a bit prettier and cover up some of these danky food scraps that are in there. <laughs> if you've got compost already made that you want to empty out your compost bin, mm-hmm. whack that in. Yep. That's another layer. Coffee grounds. If you make coffee in a press or a percolator mm-hmm. or whatever it is, finish your coffee, whack that in. So it's literally almost a rubbish bin of crap throughout the whole of winter that you put no effort in but every time you add to it throughout your life and like your day-to-day you know it's probably every couple of days you'd be adding something to mm. it it just layers and layers and layers and then especially with the worms coming up they just break all this down and it's this nutritional powerhouse mm. and then lo and behold come spring it's just soil ready to plant in and it sounds like super enriched soil as well exactly and the stuff you buy from the nursery, it will have, especially if it's a good quality potting mix, it will have lots of nutrients and lots of good stuff in there. But what it's not going to have is life because mm. it's been sterilized. They can't yep. sell it at the nursery with you know, microbes and worms and crap in it. So it's sterile. So by doing it this way, we're not only getting all those different nutrients in the soil, but we're getting the life in the soil with the worms and the microbes. So I would say not only is this free, but it's actually a better end result than even if you did fill it with potting mix. Mm. One little caveat here is potentially when it comes to spring, if you, depending on the size of what was kind of going on the top, it might still be a little bit chunky for growing seeds in or something. Okay. So you might need a little bit of a top up. So two things you could do, you might choose to contain and grow or buy seedlings and then plant a seedling in because that can kind of deal with a bit more chunkiness than what a tiny seed can or buy one bag of potting mix mm. in spring instead of instead of 10, 10. Whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then just sprinkle you wouldn't even need a bag like half a bag sprinkle that on the top mm. and then just plant your seeds in that and then once their roots go down the roots will be able to make way around any kind of chunky bits that are still in mm. there but then you, you're good to go and in fact Last winter, I didn't have one of these beds on the go and I missed it because I was like, where the hell am I going to put all this shit now? (laughs) So it just, it makes life easier for you and you create this amazing food for, food for your food, food for spring's food. Yeah. I mean, food for your, your garden, for food for your plants. Yeah, exactly. Are there any downsides to this? Like, it doesn't sound like it. I'm wondering, I mean, I, I don't have domestic pets it, mm. would dogs be a problem mm, true i don't know really i mean i haven't had i don't have dogs but my sisters do i've never found their dogs interested in, the, in getting into it and getting yeah. into it i think a couple of ways if it is becoming appealing then you need to make sure when you're putting in your food scraps or something it's probably only the food scraps that are going to be interesting yeah. right layer like do a few layers on top mm-hmm. of that or if it's all getting too hard with the food scraps, leave them out and just layer. Yeah, for, your, yeah, your garden waste and yeah, your garden those waste, kind of your stuff. cardboard, your coffee grounds are probably not going to be a problem. Your leaves, yeah, your leaves exactly, and then enrich it further with actual composted compost that had the food scraps, yeah. not the food scraps themselves. Of course, also, and this would probably help the composting happen faster is get like a hessian sack, you know, like a coffee, you go to your local yeah, coffee yeah. shop, ask them for that, put a couple of those on top 
with some bricks. Mm-hmm. That's going to stop birds getting in and scratching it up. That's going to stop oh, yeah. your dog getting in. It won't stop rats and mice because they'll just go underneath. But it will stop most other things. And by having the hessian on top, by keeping it dark, that's actually going to make the worms happier. So you're mm. going to get a lot more worm activity going on in this bed. The only negative to it is you just need to make sure it's still getting enough moisture because obviously like, we can't have it drying out because that's not yep. going to be good for composting. But with the hessian, the water's going to go straight through. Mm. So I think it's going to be totally fine. I suppose the downside is you're going to have to take the brick off, take the hessian off when you do a, a dump, contribution. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's almost like a toilet, isn't it? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean, a, a dump of your waste. It's not making it better. I just skip past that. <laughs> No, that's definitely staying in the episode. <laughs> the yeah. thing, so, so you were saying you have to lift your hair short. You lift your hair short. The bird scratching it up is an interesting one because it's kind of the same as when we let the chickens in the compost in that it actually accelerates oh, yeah. the composting breakdown because they're going to scratch through it, peck it, aerate it, do, a, do work towards composting. Mm. The problem is though, depending on the type of bird it is, it then may decide to pull out the food scraps like a magpie or something is probably going to pull out the food scraps and then decide they're not interesting and then deposit them all over your garden yeah okay so if that's the situation then go the hessian sack route or if you've got i've talked in the past about horticultural fleece i'm such a fan Mm -hmm. of that you could put that over the top and put a couple of bricks on cardboard also as much as i usually put cardboard on the bottom you can put cardboard on the top and then put bricks over that. Like a lid, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then just keep building it up. And then the hessian, I wouldn't say it'd break down fast enough, but like the card and the horticultural fleece, no, the cardboard itself will actually end up turning into part of the garden bed. For that first layer of cardboard that you put down, mm. do you just layer it or do you try and like rip it up a bit? Yeah, good question. I actually layer it and quite intentionally thickly layer it because it depends on where you put in this garden bed but if there were weeds or grass underneath right okay that'll stop that by layering the cardboard Mm. it actually will stop them coming up into the garden bed so it depends on the surface for me usually that's the way I do it to kind of block those if we would if we wanted this to compost down faster we would break it up Mm. so of course like with all composting the smaller the elements going into the system the faster it will be Mm -hmm. so that's why i said on the bottom i'm pretty loose with what i put in because i don't really care how long it takes to break down but as we're getting closer to the top as we're getting closer to spring and it's got less time to compost down i'm quite conscious of the size of what i'm putting Mm -hmm. in there Mm -hmm. the sooner you start it the better this will go because you've got longer to compost down before you want to plant it. Mm. The negative of this is, of course, you've got a garden bed sitting in your garden for a whole season that could have been filled with peas or rocket or radishes or a hundred other things. Yeah, so that's a payoff of like, do you have, how desperate are you to get those crops in? Mm. And But the, the financial side of, are you happy to have a slow burn on creating this bed, mm. but missing out on your radishes and your peas, etc. Mm, exactly. And look, this is the first, if you're just getting into gardening and you've got some enthusiasm, like 
fill it up and get a crop in it. Like we yeah. want to have a win, right? But for all of us that are a few seasons in and got a few other beds that are delivering, I think this is a pretty pretty smart way to go yeah, about it. it's a cool it. option. Yeah. So the big question, is the juice worth the squeeze? This is where we look at the effort-reward ratio of today's topic. The categories are superstar, high effort, high reward. Completing this will make you feel like an absolute rock star. Best on ground, low effort, high reward. Quick wins and fill-ins, low effort, low reward. And finally, the wooden spoon, high effort, but not much reward. I certainly don't think I've invented this idea, but I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about this whole rubbish bed building system. (laughs) (laughs) But frankly, I'm pretty chuffed with it. Tell me, what are your thoughts on this? Look, as we would like just touched on a moment ago, if you are busting gut to get something growing now, then this isn't for you. Mm. So then it probably fits into the wooden spoon because it's quite a lot of effort and it isn't any immediate reward. But if you've got the time and if you're like keen on those financial savings of not going out and buying a whole lot of soil from the nursery, then absolutely it's the best on ground. Hmm. I'm going to count you there. I don't reckon it's a wooden spoon. I reckon it's a quick win and fill in. Because if you think about everything I'm listing that we chuck in it, other than... you know what? It's not much effort. Yeah, you're right. Like... Other than if you and if you if you are going out of your way to collect up autumn leaves off the nature strip and drive to the country to get horse shit, then maybe it's a little bit of effort. A hundred percent. So it depends on you can do a minimum effort mm. approach of just like you know you get a delivery and you chuck in your cardboard box exactly. and you have all your food scraps, you chuck them in and because you have to dispose of this stuff anyway. Yeah. Whether you chuck it in the garden bed or you yeah, put it in your, your compost your tomato bin. has to come out. Exactly. So where are exactly. you putting it? And often with autumn leaves, people have a deciduous tree in their garden that they need to they're going to collect the leaves up of. So it's like even collecting them up and then you've got to put them somewhere. So and there's a whole scale of the garden bed infrastructure that you can get like ones that are super easy to put together but Mm. then if you're going out and building your own from timber Mm. that's a fair bit of effort to Mm. put in so how much effort it ranges completely and if as you say if you're going out to get the horse poo from out in the country or whatever so it's a sliding scale Mm. there exactly and if your kids have got rabbits you know as pets like disposing of their waste is going to be an effort for you the fact that you just whack it in the container makes it really easy so i think it depends on your circumstances but i would say for most people i'm gonna say quick win and fill in or best on ground or best on ground saving money wise 100 percent best on ground yeah for sure unless you're part of the group of people which i'm in where you're just after the quick wins to build your confidence mm. a little bit then maybe spending a whole season not planting something that you could be planting is probably not appealing. Yeah, I think you're so right in that when I started, if someone had presented this idea to me, even with the financial savings, I would have not been interested. (laughs) This is like, we'll we'll call this the garden expansion option. It's not the starter option, it's the expansion option. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Rooting for You is hosted by Elise and Tess, artwork by Lauren Janine. 
You can find us on Instagram at rootingforyoupod or email rootingforyou at elisealexandra.com. And remember, we are rooting for you.